I'm Luka Doncic and this is Lockdown Mavericks Podcast. And welcome. You are locked on to the Dallas Mavericks. My name is Nick Engstead, and joining me, as always, my co-host, contributor at Mavs.com, the Levine legend, the one more thinking. What you got for me, Isaac Harris? Ah, oh, another Mavs loss. Bummer. Um, so on a non-Mavs note, I tweeted out I needed some advice on today. You listen to this on Monday. Not that you really care about my cooking habits, but. <laughs> This is the first time I'm doing a full day smoking a brisket. We're leading so, with this. This is what we're leading this with. This is what we're leading with. That's how I, well guarantee, I guarantee you, just the thought of a smoked brisket is better uh, than thinking about this Mavs loss. So I'm just saying if you have any tips, I'm a rookie at this. This is an all-day thing, and I'm ready to eat it for dinner, but I'm getting up early to start the process. If you have any tips, throw them my way. That's all I want to say. All right. Uh, that's Locked On Mavs today. So peace out. Boom. Uh, we peace. don't care about Zach Levine. Peace out. Boom. No. Uh, all right. On today's show, Isaac and I are going to break down the Mavericks. One away to 118 loss to the Chicago Bulls. It was not even, I mean, it's a 10-point loss, but it was not even that. It ended up being a clutch loss for the Mavericks. One of their first of the season? Every other one's I, been. I hate that this game counted as a clutch loss. It so. does, though. It's going to count against them. Which is uh, why we are here giving you the local context every single day, telling you why those things matter. So, uh, all right, we're going to get into this game, talk all about it. We'll talk about Zach Levine. We'll talk about the Mavs acquiring Zach Levine. That seemed to be a thing on Twitter people were talking about. They had some interest in him over the off season. We've talked about it a lot, I think, but might as well bring it up since he just went off for 39 points <laughs> against yeah. the, the Dallas Mavericks. We're going to break down that. Jalen Brunson. Had an incredible game. 31 points, 5 boards, 7 assists. Let's start there. Jalen Brunson has the breakout game that he always needed. He's been really struggling so far to start this year. And he Take almost, that, Kirk. He almost, he, almost gets his, he almost gets his career high. It was 34. He got that his rookie year, but he came close to that. What did you think about Jalen Brunson in this game? Oh, I mean, gosh. I mean, if we didn't have Brunson in this game, I, I don't know, I don't know what, what would have happened. You know, I, I think a lot of people, we naturally, when, you know, they said Luca was out and uh, he was doubtful this, uh, you know, earlier in the day and, you know, then he ended up not playing. Oh, sorry. So, buried the lead on that one. Luca did not play in this game. Porzingis also out. I should mention that, by the way. Yeah. And <laughs> shocker. I mean, I don't know if people uh, know this or not. This might be news, but, you know, when you're missing two all stars, your team's not going to be that great, typically. So, uh, I mean, if you go around the just go around the league and think about teams, take, you know, take two all-stars off a team and tell me how great the roster is. But anyway, whatever. The, um, the Bulls were also missing a couple guys, Laurie Markkinen, uh, Tomas Sedaransky, Hutchinson, and I think Archie Diakono because of COVID, by yeah. the way. Uh, two of them tested positive. I, I believe it was Markkinen and Sedaransky. They tested positive. I believe that's who they said it was. You guys can look it up. But two of them tested positive, and two of them just because of you know of cautionary things. So that that is notable as well that they are out. Not notable necessarily for how good they are as players, but just because they two of them got COVID. So that is interesting as well. But let's talk about Jalen Brunson. He, I thought, I mean, this is his best game by far so far this year. A lot of us have been complaining about him, complaining about the shot selection, complaining about you know how he hasn't been. Bringing it as, as much, he had a good game 
against the uh, the Hornets when everyone else didn't really have a good game, but he just got a bunch of shots up. And then this game, I mean, he just put it all together. This is this is a Jalen Brunson game as you know best he can play pretty much at this point in his career. Yeah, I thought he's. I thought free was the best word to use for it. He just felt like he was just playing so free, you know, out there of hey, you know, you are filling in. You know, he was asked in, in a post game uh, media session about it, just you know, just about his game, na- a natural question. And he said, you know, I just try to take advantage of the opportunity and you know, it's trying to step up into that role tonight. And, because yeah, I mean, he stepped into. We've talked, we've talked so much about this team and playmaking on offense. And when Luca's not out there, well, who the crap's going to run the offense and who's going to like make plays? Well, it's Jalen Brunson, and they they replaced you know with Luca being out. Brunson had to step into the starting lineup and be the playmaker. And you know, I think for a lot of us, you know, we probably if we put out a poll tonight before the game, if we did, and said who's going to lead the Mavericks in scoring tonight probably say you know a lot of people probably say tim hardaway maybe josh richardson um you know dwight powell just kidding uh wait for that one trey Trey burke please finish that sentence (laughs) trey burke something like that but you know brunson stepping in this is what we've wanted right i mean this is what we wanted to see from brunson this season he I don't know. He just seemed like he had an extra step. You know, we've heard, you know, I'm sure you've read the hometown stuff. He's from the area and all that. But uh, yeah, I I thought he shot the ball really well tonight. I thought he got into the paint uh, and made great decisions. I thought that was the difference for him. I thought he made a lot of great decisions tonight. Had some incredible passes, you know, out of the paint into, you know, hitting guys on the perimeter and stuff. So uh, yeah, without Jalen Brunson in this game, this would have been a massacre. So uh, hats off to him for having, I mean, uh, uh, one of his career games. I yeah, guess? I, yeah, absolutely. I mean, that 34-point game was huge. He's had, you know, a couple double-doubles with, you know, 20 and 10 type games, 10 assists. And this was an incredible game for him. He had 18 at halftime. So, you know, he's. it wasn't just that he had a hot quarter, right? It wasn't just that he got really hot in a <laughs> It wasn't. <laughs> there goes my dog. He got really it's excited incredible. about Jalen Brunson. Yeah, yeah. It wasn't just that he had a good quarter, right? He went out there and he put together. He strung together a full game that was really good. And the big thing for me for Jalen Brunson has been his decision making. Like you said, the the, the point that he makes his decision. Uh, I was listening to uh, uh, Pete Zayas, Laker Film Room. He has an incredible podcast. He does Locked On Lakers with with Anthony Irwin, but he also has an incredible podcast called Laker Film Room with Darius Soriano, Foreign Blue and Gold, and Mike Trudell. And they break down NBA basketball maybe better than anybody out there right now. And they talk a lot about when a player has the ball and a player drives or a player goes through a progression, kind of like a quarterback, right? At the point of their their decision-making point, where is it on the floor? And Jalen Brunson's decision-making point has been pretty deep as far as he, you know, it's not like he stops at the elbow and tries to make a decision. That's what James Johnson does, right? We see James Johnson have the ball and he makes a decision there. Jalen, or Lucas is kind of like, you know, around the the restricted area circle, maybe a little bit farther farther up than that, and then he makes the decision to kick out or go for a shot or something like that. Jalen's is really close to the restricted area, right? Like his his is really deep. That's where his decision making point is when he makes a drive. And throughout the the beginning of this season, he shot really poorly on these drives to the rim where he just throws it up into you know forced coverage. There's a couple guys around him, and that's where he's been bad, I think. And we've been frustrated because those look really bad, right? <laughs> like the optics of that play drive all the way into the paint, get real close, and then just throw up. A shot that has no chance because the guy that you're going up against either switched onto you, it's a center, or there's a guy trailing you, and so he gets blocked. 
It's just been all kinds of stuff like that. And in this game, what he did instead, which is what he did a lot last year, was he turned he turned back. He turned the corner basically, and he had those little Dirk turnaround, you know, jumpers that he hit. He he kicked back out. He wasn't just pounding the the rim and trying to get to the bucket and trying to score that way on drives. He was scoring on these little, you know, shots around the rim, which is what is important to him. I, I, does that can you tell the difference between the two of those? It's not just a drive yeah. where he's laying it up. He, he turned he turns the corner and goes back for a shot. And those that's what he's good at. That's his game. He was also getting assists out of that and, you know, kicking out and stuff like that. And that's what's important for this offense, which kind of leads me to, to another point. Uh-oh. Luka Doncic, system quarterback, right? <laughs> Plug Jalen Brunson in there and all of a sudden <laughs> looking like an all-star. Get out of there. Um, <laughs> you know, if it if you look, you know, a couple weeks from now, and you said this Bulls, this Bulls loss unlocked Jalen Brunson. Would you sacrifice the win if it meant you unlocked your six man? Man, that's a real good question. I think it's important, and I hope it does. I hope it unlocks him. So he went 11 of 17 from the floor, 3 of 7 from 3, which is 43%. 6 of 6 from the line. Five boards, seven assists, four turnovers in this one. He was you know, carrying the team the whole game pretty much. He was plus four which was the best plus minus of anybody on this team. So anytime he was on the floor, stuff was happening. He was making it, he was making it happen. It was all pretty much about him. And if that's, if that's what gives him the confidence to step up and really be an effective six man. Yeah. Heck yeah. That's worth it. I mean, we haven't Cause, seen, cause it's not, it's not like the Mavericks are, I mean, obviously they lost tonight that the Mavericks are better without stars or any team around the league. You take stars off of any team around the league. It's the fact that when those stars are off the floor, then the ball's spreading around everywhere. Then everybody gets the touches. There's no alpha dogs. There's no anything like that. So tonight. yeah, there's a lot of ball movement. So when I saw that Luca was doubtful, I'm like, all right, in a way it's kind of exciting. I'm like, I want to see what this team, there's some guys that need to break out of some funks. There's guys like Jalen Brunson that he would have had this opportunity if Luca was out there. So if we're trying to find the positives in this, Jalen stepped up. He's been in a funk to start the season, and he made the best of it. He played his best basketball game. So hopefully this is something he can build on and use this opportunity and say, all right, now when Luka does come back, if it's against Houston or whoever, now I can keep this momentum going. So I think that's the positive, one of the only positives you can pull out of this game <laughs> of saying, all right, maybe this gets you know Brunson out of the funk. Coming up, let's get into some more about this game. We'll break down what went wrong, basically. Down the stretch, what went wrong for the Mavericks? How did they lose this game when they were within two with three minute, three and a half minutes left, basically? And they were really close in this one. It ended up being a clutch game. We'll talk about that, break it down, coming up after this. But before we do, Isaac Harris. Oh, baby, are you ready for some Dallas Cowboys? Oh, sorry, not, not Cowboys football, but there's other <laughs> football. There's still college. There's still, uh, you know, the college championship there's still nfl football all kinds of stuff that you can bet on and the one place that has you covered the one place that we trust is betonline.ag sign up today for a free account at betonline.ag use that promo code locked on for your 50 percent welcome bonus go ahead they also still have nba stuff up all the time here's a couple of lines tomorrow tell me which one of these interests you isaac uh the sixers are a nine and a half point favorite over the hornets the heat are an eight point favorite over the thunder thunder have been a little frisky 
They have the Hawks. They're a six-point favorite over the Knicks. You have the Pelicans, a one-point favorite over the Pacers. That one, that one would be an interesting one to, to take. And then the Kings are two-and-a-half-point favorite over the Warriors, who Steph Curry is coming off a 62-point game. So that one is, is fascinating. The Kings right? are a favorite over the Warriors? Kings are a two-point favorite, two-and-a-half-point favorite over the Warriors right now on Bet Online. No, no. No, 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 no. These are Monday's games. Back-to-back for the Warriors, but there you go. Go take that one. Go check that one out. Go to betonline.ag. Use the promo code LOCKDOWN to receive a 50% welcome bonus with your first deposit. BetOnline, your online sportsbook experts. Are we sure De'Aaron Fox is good? All right, all right, Isaac. I'm I'm sure he's good. De'Aaron Fox is good. Matt George is literally betting his entire future. (laughs) Matt George of Lockdown Kings is literally betting his entire future on him. I mean, that's a max contract for somebody that's did absolutely nothing. Hey, but you know who's anyway, not sure that Darren Fox is good? <laughs> I mean. Marvin Bagley Sr. Uh, <laughs> He's 100% not sure. Guys, if y'all haven't seen the beef between Amin <laughs> from ESPN and De'Aaron Fox, absolutely incredible. But y'all got to go look that up. <laughs> go check that out. All right. Let's get into some more of this game. So, I mean, we buried the I buried the lead twice, basically. I didn't say that Luca was out for this game, which he was, uh, with a thigh contusion. He's dealing with with that. Some people think it's rest. Some people think it's not. But Zach Levine also goes off in this game. He mm-hmm. has 39 points. He was 14 of 25, but he was uh, he was way better than that at halftime. He was he had 23 points and he was like 10 of 15 or something like that. He was he was incredible in this game. Three of nine from the from three. Eight of nine from the free throw line. He had five assists in this game. 39 points plus six in the game. He was just absolutely going off in the first quarter. He had 21 points and the Mavericks. Decided with <laughs> there's a couple decisions here that don't make any sense to me. They put Tim Hardaway Jr. on Levine to start, and I noticed that because I thought for sure that they would put Richardson. That's the reason why you trade for Josh Richardson to put him on a guy like Levine. Who else are you worried about? Otto Porter hitting seven threes. Okay, that's happened a couple times in his career. I'm not super worried about that. Kobe White, come I, on, I, the steal. I'm worried about Kobe White for sure. He he was he he had some good stuff in this game, but. He had four threes, but Zach Levine is the guy that the whole offense is predicated around. The other guys that started were Patrick Williams, Kobe White, and Wendell Carter Jr. He's the only guy I'm worried about, so put your best or even your second best defender on him, and I just didn't understand that. Maybe they were hoping to get a lot of screens and to get a lot of switches where they would get you know, Dorian on him that way or they would get you know, uh, Josh Richardson on him that way, but what it ended up being is he would just... <laughs> get screened by Wendell Carter, and then Dwight would be switching onto him, or Dwight would have to get on him when Tim Hardaway Jr. didn't get over the screen, because that's not the best thing that Tim Hardaway Jr. is good at. Like, Tim Hardaway Jr. does not fight through screens like Richardson or Dorian does. And so I didn't understand that. Levine had 21 21 points in the first quarter, and the rest of the Bulls only had 10 points. And they were tied 31-31 at the end of the first quarter, but I thought that really set the tone. And uh, then they switched Levine... You know, they switched Dorian onto Levine in the second half, and Levine had seven points in the third quarter and three points in the fourth quarter. Like, <laughs> sometimes I don't want to be reductionist about this, but doesn't that just seem like the obvious move? And they did it, and then it paid off in the second half. Yeah. Yeah. Right? Like, I don't, <laughs> yeah, for sure. I mean, I. I normally pay attention to matchups at the very beginning. I wasn't. Maybe I was just enamored with Patrick Williams. I was just so wrong on him. I just thought he was going to be so raw, and he was just going to be a guy that would he not He still do. is. He is, but like he pulled off some crap tonight that I did not think at all he could the, like do right now. What was that behind-the-back move 
where he like Yeah, I tweeted like, that out. I was so shocked. I did too. I, I just him I tweeted it out too where he so he's he has the ball on the open floor and Dorian and Josh Richardson are coming at him, one from the front and one from the back, and he just does this behind the back move where he like goes left to right behind the back and the, it's such a good move he even loses the ball right like dorian and josh richardson both dive for it and and completely miss and they're almost in sync there and then he loses the ball but he had some good he had some good moves in this in this game i guess yeah you know <laughs> well going back to going back to levine you know uh, we naturally got tweets about him tonight uh nick did more than i did because nick asked for it uh nick you know <laughs> <laughs> Nick predicted he was going to get tweets about it. We, I mean, we knew it. I mean, I, I got a couple of tweets before the game saying, you ready for the mentions tonight? I'm like, okay, cool. Um, when we were never, the, the funny thing about it was, it was just because we didn't plant our flag on it and said, yeah, let's do it. We were just saying, hey, there's better options out there. It's probably not the best fit in the world. I had a couple of those tweets tonight of saying, hey, you still don't think it's a good fit? I'm like, you know what? It seems like a good fit. <laughs> When you're missing your two all-stars and you go against somebody on the other team who can score, can score. And you're like, man, yeah, they could fit on our team. It's like, all right, let's go play Mo Williams in like the Drew League or something. He would make it look like he could fit on our team right now too. So, um, <laughs> Zach Levine, he's fun. I know why people like love watching him play. He's a really, really good like scorer. Yep. Um, our whole thing about Zach Levine in Dallas, and if that ever came to be, you know, Kevin O'Connor reported that over the offseason that Dallas checked in about, you know, Levine was our whole thing about it was just the fact that is he willing to be a third star? And because he would clearly be the third guy behind Luca, behind KP. When he's in Chicago, he's not competing for anybody to be, you know, the alpha. He is the alpha in Chicago. What I mean, what was his. Shot attempts tonight. He had 25 shot attempts tonight. The next guy was Kobe White with 14. So, you know, that's Luca's role. And then KP's role is after that at 20 shots. Is Zach Levine a, you know, 11 to 13 shot a game guy? Is he, is he ready for the Tim Hardaway role? I don't know. I mean, we just don't know that. I'm not saying I would never be in love with the fit. I, I just don't think it's a perfect fit. If they traded for him, sure. I could talk myself into it. Like I'm not all out, not all in. That's my whole thing about Zach Levine and Dallas. And all that is a caveat hanging on the fact that the Mavericks could trade for him in the first place. Everyone's com- like A lot of people are complaining about this roster. Some people in my mentions are saying, oh, this is the worst roster ever assembled, which is ridiculous and trolling. But if this roster is this bad, everyone's this upset about all these players. You know, Brunson's terrible. The, you know, the, the guys can't shoot to save their life. What are these? Pl- Tim Hardaway Jr., all he does is chuck shots. What's he worth? The other teams can see these players too, right? It's not like all of a sudden they're just yeah. going to have high value for somebody else. And so the Mavericks don't have first-round picks that they can trade either for a while. And so... How are they going to get Zach Levine, right? That, that's my point yeah, in all this. Yeah. Is let alone his fit or how he would look. How are they even going to get him? That's what you have to answer for me first. So, and the, and the Mavericks have problems on the rosters. Like we're not downplaying yeah, that. For sure. Like we're not. They have to figure out the big man stuff until KP comes back. Like they have to figure it out because this was beyond a Dwight thing tonight. Daniel Gafford yeah. came off the bench tonight and torched Willie and some of these guys. Like Willie struggled tonight. Uh, you know, Maxi Maxi shooting the heck out of three ball. Uh, he shot 50% tonight, hit another three threes tonight, but they're, yeah, they got to figure out the big man thing. They have to figure out a consistent, you know, offensive thing outside of Luca before KP comes back. Luca's got to get in better shape. We know that too. 
Go listen to JJ Bray podcast with JJ Reddick <laughs> and those guys. You know, there's obviously there's things that this team has to get better at, and there's there's holes, there's places to, um, yeah, that they have to fix. But this roster isn't the worst roster in the world. Go look <laughs> at the, you know, another team out there. Yeah, we're not going to focus too much on that, but I just brought that up because of the the Levine thing. So the things that do need to fix, especially in this game, you know, obviously this team is so different. Like I'm not, I, I joked that. I'm not gonna. I'm, I'm not far away enough from Christmas break to to freak out and be so mad and angry about a loss when the Mavericks didn't have Luca and KP. Right? They're just such nah. a different team. It pushes everyone down in the offensive pecking order. It, everyone falls into their hierarchy. We haven't seen this team at full strength yet. I'm not. I'm not freaking out about this team just just yet. You know, they're two and four, and some of their one of their losses is against the Clippers, and you know the, the other ones against the Suns, which is frustrating. And then the other ones are against the the Bulls and the Hornets, which you don't like, but you're not at full strength. You're missing guys. They need to the, the rebounds and the loose balls, the effort kind of stuff. Carlisle brought it up again tonight. That has to change. That's a huge thing, and that's a thing that you can't even you can't really even quantify. I guess you could do loose balls, rebounds, but they didn't even get beat that much in the rebound battle. What was it, forty one to forty eight? Only had set, the Bulls only had seven more rebounds in the Mavericks. Sometimes that's what it takes in a game that's this close. Yeah. But it came down to the last couple of plays. And so three minutes and 26 seconds, Maxi gets fouled by Kobe White on that weird uh, like screen. And Maxi hits both of his free throws. The Bulls are only up by two, 106 to 104. And then here's the next couple of plays after that that kind of just changed the game. Levine drives against Maxi. A foul is called. And Carlisle challenges it. It fails. Then all of a sudden, on the other end, Dorian misses a three after some really good ball movement. Levine hits a cutter on a pass, and it, all of a sudden, Bulls are up 110 to 104. Right, like it just it just got away from him in two possessions, basically. Brunson yeah. airballs the you know three out of a pick and roll after that, and then the, pos- the offensive possession after that for the Mavericks. Brunson has that weird pass where he ricochets it off of Zach Levine. It goes off the rim. Which does that count yeah. as a <laughs> field goal attempt for Zach Levine for Brunson? Thomas Zach, Bryant would be happy. Zach Levine attempted his own <laughs> a shot of his own. And then uh and then Josh Richardson misses one of his two free throws. Kobe White has a clutch three. It's 113 to 105. Game's essentially over. Right? Like, that was a nice move by Kobe White, though. It was a good move by Kobe White. That's basically the game right there. It came down to four or five plays at the end. And when you have, we hope, when you have Luca, when you have Porzingis, those plays are a lot easier. And hopefully you're not even in a situation where you have to have those plays to win a game yeah. like this. So that's what it came down to. It came down to the 50-50. It came down to reba- and rebounds. And Rick said that after bit. the game. The that's 50-50 what Rick said. Stuff. Because it wasn't even turnovers. Mavericks had 15 turnovers, which is not far off of their you know 12 a game that they average normally. Uh, especially with Luka out, that's huge. Yeah. I, I, mean, and, I mean, ultimately it comes down to Tim Hardaway Jr. and Josh Richardson too. I mean, True. they good combined point, for point. you know 9 of 29 from the field tonight, 5 of 19 from 3 tonight. I mean, those are your next two guys outside of KP and Luca that you got to have better production from. And I mean, Tim was two of 12 tonight from three. So, but you know, when you don't, when you only have like one playmaker out there and like Jalen Brunson, you kind of have these guys that are more catch and shoot guys, Maxi, Dorian, Tim Hardaway Jr., Josh, a little bit, you know, playmaking stuff. But there's three guys on the floor right there that you prefer just catching and shooting the ball. So you're putting a lot of pressure on Jalen Brunson at that point uh, to run offense. So, yeah, I mean, Hopefully get Luca back soon. Maybe in the the third segment of this podcast, we can talk about the Houston game tonight. Uh, and oh, how about this? How about we take a break and then when we come back, we can talk about this Houston game that's coming up tonight. But before we do that, Isaac Harris, let's get into 
Built Bar. We have to. We have to talk about Built Bar. It's absolutely incredible. I ordered some more. I was running low. The mint brownie is absolutely delicious. I, I think they're way better. So, like, Built Bar sent us this new ad read, and it says that the improved Built Bar is even deliciouser, which I don't think gives it justice. Like, I think they really, really improved the Built Bar. Go check yeah. it out if you haven't yet. 16 incredible flavors. The cookies and cream is a must, must, must try. The mint brownie is obviously our favorite. I love the double chocolate. They are covered in 100% chocolate, low calorie, low sugar, high protein, high fiber. You don't feel bad after you eat it. You don't feel, you don't feel like you ate a candy bar. You don't feel like, oh, I just put all this sugar in my body. Oh, I just put all this fat or carbs, all that. You don't feel bad after eating it. It's a good snack. It's great to just run to the pantry, grab something, come back, continue to watch the Mavericks lose. Go to BuiltBar.com, use the promo code LOCKEDON, and you'll get 20% off your next order. Use the promo code LOCKEDON for 20% off at BuiltBar.com. Also, try the promo code LOCKED. Just try try that one, too. Use the promo try code it. LOCKED if you're also going to do that. All right. There you go. All right, Isaac. Let's get into the Mavericks versus the Rockets game coming up. But I actually want to talk about one more thing before that. So you mentioned how... Tim Hardaway Jr., he was 2 of 12 from 3. Richardson was 3 of 7 from 3, which is not bad, but a 5 of 14 from the field. The shots that these guys are getting in in two ways are completely different than when Luka and Porzingis are on the floor, right? Yeah. The shots that these guys are going to get, especially Tim Hardaway, with Luka on the floor, are going to be these catch and shoot, put it in the right spot, catch, you know, right exactly where they need it. And in the rhythm, all that kind of stuff, they know they're feeling Tim Hardaway at least knows the rhythm of Luca and how to, you know, how to, to catch a shot off of his a, a, a pass from him. Those shots are completely different. They didn't get any of that tonight. Brunson is not remotely the passer that Luca is, right? He's gonna be able yeah. to make the right reads and hit passes, but he's not the playmaker that Luca is. We know that. We've talked about how J- James Johnson is probably the second best passer compared to to Luca. Those shots are going to be obviously different. The other thing is the gravity that Luka has. Those shots are open because Luka is drawing so much attention. Who on this Mavericks team is drawing any kind of attention? One, just for fans watching. <laughs> and two, for you know the Move actual on. basketball play. That changes everything. And that's where Porzingis changes a lot of things too. He spaces the floor. Lanes are all of a sudden going to be way more wide open. If the Mavericks, all they do is switch... Porzingis out for Dwight Powell when Porzingis comes back. Like, this team is going to look so different, right? That Changes spa- everything, yeah. The spacing that Porzingis is going to bring compared to what Dwight Powell is bringing right now is going to be so different. And that's that's a huge thing to mention for this. So, yes, these guys have to shoot better if this team wants to be better. But everything's going to be different when these when those two guys come back. Basketball is so reliant. It, I mean, your star player is essentially a quarterback. That's how reliant you are on a guy like that. And if you have a secondary star player like Porzingis, changes everything too. I mean, it's we can't overstate the impact that those guys have. And I can't believe we're saying this about, you know, two all-stars basically in an MVP <laughs> an MVP candidate. Yeah. They change the game and make it different. So, uh, any other thoughts about that game before we move on to the Rockets game? Well, I was going to say I was going to build on that and just say when you have KP and Luka back, Tim Hardaway goes back to being Atlanta Hawks Tim Hardaway or last season Tim Hardaway. But when they're not out there, it's New York Knicks, Tim Hardaway. It's, you know, now we have to, he has to be a primary guy. He has to try to generate offense on his own because there's not that many other options on the team. When you're missing two, you know, when healthy, top 20, top 25 players. Uh, So, yeah, anyway. Turns out that matters. It does. All right, so the Mavericks are playing the Houston Rockets tonight if you're listening to this on Monday. So, uh, yeah. 
Go listen to Lockdown Rockets. Jackson Gatlin does a great job. If you want to hear more about that team, he watches them every day. So he knows all about John Wall, Boogie, how they're looking and all that kind of stuff. So check out that. But what are your thoughts about playing this team now with John Wall, Boogie, maybe James Harden? Uh, I, I can't I can't f- keep track of James Harden at this point. I'm, I'm <laughs> Uh, I'm kind of scared to be honest, uh, just because I watched them play uh, a few nights ago, you know, I'm still in Kentucky and I was chilling and kids we ha- we have help with our kids right now because, uh, we're with my mom and stuff. I'm like, I'm just going to sit down and watch freaking basketball yeah. and watch, you know, watch a lot of the second half of that. Uh, I think it was the Pistons. I want to say maybe no, not the Pistons, but man, Christian Wood looks good. <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> looks good for the Rockets playing really, really well. Uh, John Wall looked, you know, looked like kind of normal John Wall, um, you know, boogie coming off the bench. I like the Jay Sean, Jay Sean. Am I saying Jay Sean Tate? That's what everyone's calling him on <laughs> Rockets Twitter and Reddit. Um, but no, I, I thought they, they're playing really well. Uh, my, you know, my, my best friend's a Rockets fan. He texts me after ever Mavericks loss and says, Hey, do you want Silas back? Ha ha. You can't have him. <laughs> and, uh, but no, I mean, I, the biggest storyline going to the Rockets game tonight, and you might know this by the time you're listening is the status of Luka Doncic and James Harden, James Harden, according to the eight thirty PM on uh, Sunday injury report is questionable. Yeah, so you know, well, well, Luca, you know, I think uh, Maverick said pregame that you know they'll just have to evaluate it and see see where Luca's at tomorrow. So, will Luca or Harden play in this game? We have to see. Uh, you know, any game that Luca plays in, I'm saying let's go. You know, um, let's watch this and expect a win. But you know, if if Luca and James Harden does not play, uh, I think yeah. It, it should be it should be a fun game. I mean, the Rockets are always a rivalry. We don't like the Rockets. We never will. But uh, <laughs> yeah, I, I think uh, some matchups in it will be intriguing. Who guards Christian Wood? Dwight? Willie? Man, if Dwight guards Christian Wood, the amount of tweets we will get about why did the Mavericks not use their <laughs> what did we use exception on Christian Wood is going to <laughs> it will break my Twitter feed. <laughs> And rightly so, right? No one knew he was going to get that. We expected him to get way more than that, considering how much Pistons fans and how much how well he looked, you know, how good he looked after the uh, the Pistons season. And so, I it was a surprise that he got what he got from the Rockets. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, I mean, I thought that was the with all the crap going down with the Rockets, they, and they signed Wood to that deal. I thought that was incredible. Uh, I'm excited for the John Wall Josh Richardson, you know, matchup. I think that should be great. Yeah. Um, you know, <laughs> Willie, the Kentucky guys, will it be Willie versus Cousins off the bench? Uh, is this a Boban game? Does Boban, you know, match up with Cousins a little bit in this game? I no, don't know. Cousins only played two games, and he's played twelve and a half minutes a game. So I'm not like we talk about Cousins, but he's not going to. Oh play, yeah, he's not. Playing he's not a huge much. part of this team. Let's, right ma- let's make that clear. Christian Wood playing thirty six and a half minutes. That's he's he's the one. Well, doing I was a just lot looking at all, yeah, I was just looking at off the bench and. Uh, but no, I mean, they're a feisty team, you know, without James Harden. I, I thought they played. Yeah, I was just impressed with just like the heart and just everything they played with the other night. I'm like, dang, this has to be a Rockets team. If this was not the Rockets, I'd be rooting for them right now. But <laughs> I uh, bought their stock in our NBA did, yeah. stock market. I bought some of their stock and they're not, you know, the greatest team ever, but they're two and two. And they have, you know, if James Harden's playing, he's averaging 37 points a game in three games. He's not messing around. Yeah, so real quick before we get off here, let's take a look at the standings real <laughs> super fast. Oh boy. Because 
Well, I just want it's another perspective thing of all right, look at some of the standings out there. These are Western Conference teams under 500 at the moment. Denver Nuggets are two and four uh, as far as like playoff teams potentially. Mavericks obviously are two and four. Memphis, however you view that, two and four. Uh, Golden State won tonight, so they're three and three. The, you know, 500 teams. Portland's 500. But even look at the Eastern Conference, Brooklyn, three and four. They've kind of had a little surprise. My, I mean, uh, yeah, Miami's two and three. Washington's two and five. Toronto's one and four. So it's not it's not danger area yet. No, how, not even close. How, nope. How far into the season is danger zone? I don't know. There are some, you know, little red flags for sure, but don't freak out yet. I still need, yeah, I still need a, a decent amount of more games and weeks of uh, regular season games before I'm worried. Yeah, I'm not worried yet either. The Mavericks are like two wins away from being four and four and all of a sudden being back in the playoff mix, right? Like the Portland Trail yeah. is a six seed and they're three and three, right? Yeah. That's the difference. So, all right, we'll be breaking down the Mavericks versus Rockets game after it happens. Hopefully, we get a Harden versus Luka matchup of the century. Uh, the, the thick boys just going at it. That's what we want. So, <laughs> come back and subscribe to the podcast. If you're not, go listen to um, Locked On Rockets if you want more perspective on what the Rockets are going to bring. Guys, thanks so much for listening to Locked On Mavs. Peace out. Boom. Bullet nice feed pass. by Zach Levine for Otto. <laughs> 